Guys, there you have it. Push Press launched back in 2013 after they bought his own gym and wasn't happy with the gym software. Uh, they've now launched in their pure SaaS play, serving over 1,000 customers, 1,000 gyms, paying on average $140 a month, doing $140,000 a month right now in revenue, up from $86,000 a month just a year ago. So obviously, a nice growth rate there. They raised uh, $500,000 in debt at about a 7% interest rate on an SBA-backed loan, which is nice. They keep all their equity. No traditional VC raised. Only burning about $15,000 per month as they look to scale this year. Currently, 16 folks on the team, three engineers, net revenue retention 101%, and payback period of three months. Super healthy economics. Nathan Latka here, guys. And if you're enjoying the podcast, remember there's a premium version with even more. You get early access to episodes. So you would have heard this almost four weeks ago. There's 1,500 searchable transcripts by data points like revenue greater than a million or located in the United States or bootstrap SaaS companies only. If you want to help out right now, head to gitlatka.com or check out the show notes for a link. Your support also helps us to continue to produce high quality shows in the future. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Dan Waymara. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Push Press, helping boutique gyms grow faster. Dan, you ready to take us to the top? Hell yeah, let's do it. All right, man, let's jump in. So what came first, like the software development brain or your gym brain? Um, it's a little bit of both, actually. So I was a software developer for, for companies like MySpace and stuff down here in LA. Um, began, be, became a member of a gym here and just was just totally not impressed with the software that they were using. Did a little research found out that that company was pretty much the behemoth of the industry and decided I wanted to look into making the software. So in order to do that, we opened a gym because we figured the best way to understand how to build the best gym software is to open a gym itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what company was it that was doing a bad job? Do you want me to call them out specifically? (laughs) MindBody. Okay. MindBody. Great. So, uh, you didn't like their software. When did you, what year did you open a gym? 2010. Okay. And I mean, where'd you get the capital to do that? I imagine that's not cheap. Uh, came, came together with a few partners from the gym, opening a, opening a CrossFit style gym, it's about a hundred grand. Doesn't, t- doesn't take a ton. Oh, okay. That's so not bad. Just do it. Yeah. Okay. So you guys opened a CrossFit gym together. Now, did you know that you were going to go into the gym specifically to dig around to learn what software to build? Or did you think the CrossFit gym was the business? So I, well, I had already fallen in love with CrossFit. So in the worst case, if, if the gym, if the gym was it, I would have been fine, but I did it because the bigger picture was to try to build software behind the gym. I see. Okay, so now today, on average, what are gyms paying to use your technology? Uh, about $140 a month. Okay, $140 a month. And when did you write the first line of code for the actual software? Um, the first line of code that survived today, we threw away a few copies, was twenty early 2013. Okay, so you're running the gym for three years before you really get the code written for the software. Yeah, the first two versions we kind of threw away. First version, we built on top of WordPress. That's why our name is PushPress. Uh, and then we decided it wasn't robust enough. Second version, we we built to be our own merchant processor, and it was just too much legal um, problems. So we, I, we we got we got on Stripe pretty early. And you don't you, you don't enjoy sitting through PCI compliance reviews. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So 2013, you get the code out. How much? Okay. Well, I mean, how many months did you spend building the code before the first dollar of revenue? Um, so we, we actually have two revenue streams. One's kind of a Stripe's a kickback. So we got Stripe kickbacks pretty immediately. But the first real SaaS revenue, we didn't start billing until 2015. So we were kind of like free because we were just get, we were such an inferior product to everything out there. We were free for the first two years and then we started taking money. Okay, how much money did you sink into the MVP between 2013 and 2015? Um, it was a lot of man hours. I was a coder. My other co-founder was a coder and we probably put about 50 grand total into like everything else. Okay, so $50,000 MVP plus a lot of sweat equity. 
Yeah. So if I look at the cap table for the software company, is it are all the partners, so the same partners that open the gym on it, or is it just you and one other person? Uh, it's me and two other people, actually. Me, Chris, and Brian, three co-founders. Okay, got it. And are you guys now 100% focused on the software, or are you still running the CrossFit gym as well? No, we're all out of the CrossFit gym, so it's all software now. All software. And when when did you guys get out of the gym? What year? So Chris got out two years ago. We ended up we were owning two different gyms. So Chris got out in 2018. I got out early 2019. Okay, and then 2013, line of code. 2015, first SaaS revenue. How many customers today paying for the SaaS product? Uh, a little over 1,000. Okay, about a thousand. Okay, so can I take a thousand times that one forty? You're doing about one hundred forty thousand bucks a month in revenue. Correct. Yeah. And where were you exactly a year ago? Just so we can calculate growth rate. Um, I just remember our MRR was about eighty six. Okay, that's. I mean, that's really healthy growth. Now, have you guys bootstrapped or raised capital? We took a debt round um, late last year, but that's that was the first money we've taken. Okay, this is like, and by the way, Dan and I met guys at Dan Martell's event in Atlanta a couple weekends ago. Dan, by the way, is a very impressive golf teacher. I mind you, we can get into that later. But but Dan, a lot of people don't understand how debt works. Can you just explain how you learned about it and maybe what your deal looked like to whatever you can share? So yeah, we, we kind of went down the route initially of looking at the lighter capitals and those type of guys. I didn't really feel comfortable with um, the repayment terms necessarily. Although in the big picture, it's still obviously much cheaper than taking um, venture um, if, you, if you know your revenue is growing. Um, so we... we Never went with a lighter capital. It just it wasn't enough money to make sense um, for us. And then we found out that we could get a pretty decent deal with a um, SBA backed lender. It was um, Union Bank. We ended up going through. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what what we did. Okay. And what was the maximum that like a lighter capital would give you? Uh, I can't remember the terms now, but I think the initial one would have been under a hundred grand. Like yeah. it was probably, yeah, it was, it was less, it was less than like one X monthly or something like that. I can't remember. Yep. And then what did you end up doing with union? Union gave us 500,000. Okay. And what did you use that money on or what are you still using that money on? So we're using that money on marketing, some growth, um, getting some sales together and building out a little bit of product as well. Okay. Got it. And, and can you give me a general sense there? You know, is it, is that a term loan with a flat interest rate or, or do you pay back as a percent of monthly revenue? That's the term loan with a flat interest rate. So it's SBA. So we got a pretty good interest rate. I think it's like 7% or so. Okay. That's interest only for the first 12 months or no? No, we're, we're paying capital. We're paying. Okay. I was about to say, that's where, that's where a lot of entrepreneurs, man, they are just, it's incredible because you go raise half a million bucks and do interest only for the first 12 months. And then on month 10, you refi at a cheaper rate. So you basically use capital to grow super cheap. Didn't have to pay back principal early on. And because of how SaaS works, they just game the system and it's smart. I'll take that in the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Call up, call up the union. Listen, I heard about this interest only thing. Why didn't we get that in our term sheet? All right. So, so cool. So I'm not, I, I look, I'm going to put you guys, but you're bootstrapped. I mean, you're doing this a smart way. You haven't have to give up. You didn't have to give up equity. You didn't have to give up any warrants or anything, right? To union bank. Nope. Yeah. So basically bootstrapped. Okay. Now here's the question. How much are you burning each month again with this 500 grand coming in net burn? Net burn right now. We've, we've actually chipped it down. We were 40 or 50 grand a few months ago. We're now down to about 15 or 16. Okay. And how much of the growth over the past 12 months would you credit to the capital from union and your ability to invest it to get customers? Um, that's actually to be seen. So we, we actually closed that money in November. So I think we actually got it funded in December, early December. So we're still pretty early in, in spending it, but yeah, I think this is going to be the year that we grow starting with that. How many folks on the team today? 16. And how many engineers? Four, three and a half. <laughs> three. <laughs> All right, three. Any quota carrying sales reps or no? 
No, no, our sales people are full, not, not quite caring. Okay. And we talked about this in Atlanta, but you know, churn is so critical in any SaaS company. What, what's your gross revenue churn each year? Gross revenue churn per year. So while well, our gross revenue churn per month varies between one and 3%. Okay. So call it worst case, 36%, best case, 12% annually. Yeah. And what's, ex- so now let's add back expansion revenue on top of that. H- how much expansion revenue each year? Customers upgrade. Expansion revenue. I mean, we're yeah. So our 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 what is it? Net churn or net MRR churn per month is is about one hundred and one percent. So we're actually gaining a tiny bit on the MRR. Yeah. So uh, net revenue churn of one hundred one percent would be very bad. It means you lose your whole customer base every year. But I, but I got what you said. What you're actually okay. saying is your net revenue retention is one hundred one percent. There it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Everyone knew what you meant. No problem. But that's great. So your expansion revenue more than makes up for your churned revenue. Obviously a great spot to be. Now, to get a new customer that's paying you 140 bucks a month, what are you spending on fully weighted CAC? So right now our CAC's pretty low because we haven't really we haven't done much marketing. We've been doing a lot of content and authority building because we've owned gyms and we know about a bunch of gym owners. So our CAC's really low. Um, last I checked, I think it, it, it varied across what we were talking about because we have a freemium tier and then a pro tier. And I think for the active freemium clients, which are kind of like engaging into pro, our CAC was around $450 per client. Okay, that's not bad. So it's like a three, four month payback period. <clears throat> yep. Where are you spending that money? So a lot of it's on our, we're counting our um, success team into our CAC and and the little marketing spend and, and stuff that we have. So our sales and we, we call them success because our sales and we don't have a support team. We have a sales and, and um, support team are combined. So they both switch it. So that whole team we're putting basically into, into the CAC cost and that's pretty much it. That's good stuff, man. All right, Dan, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Oh, um, leaders eat, eat last. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, tons. Let's see. Who? I mean, I've been I've been paying a lot of attention to Reed Hoffman right now because we're trying to scale. Yeah. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the company? Oh man, lately it's been Airtable. I've been doing everything in Airtable. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Four to six. <laughs> four. That's not healthy, man. No, I know. And I'm a fitness guy. All right. So, so okay. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married. Any kid? kids? Yeah. How many kids? Two. Two. Wow. Two. Okay. And uh, how old are you? I'm 44. 44. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Oh, the, that basically everything that humans do is built into frameworks. This is my big discovery this year. And everything that you're building can be built into a framework that people can understand. Yep. Guys, there you have it. Push Press launched back in 2013 after they bought his own gym and wasn't happy with the gym software. Uh, they've now launched in their pure SaaS place, serving over a thousand customers, a thousand gyms, paying on average 140 bucks a month, doing $140,000 a month right now in revenue up from $86,000 a month just a year ago. So obviously a nice growth rate there. They raised uh, $500,000 in debt at about a 7% interest rate on an SBA backed loan, which is nice. They keep all their equity, no traditional VC raised, only burning about $15,000 per month as they look to scale this year. Currently 16 folks on the team, three engineers, net revenue retention, 101% and payback period of three months, super healthy economics. Dan, thanks for taking us to the top, man. All right, man. Thank you.